0: I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs.
1: Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue,
0: This is gonna be really fun for me to introduce to you someone who has become a good friend over the years, Lisa Woodruff, and I admire her business. I very much think of her as a classic example of someone who has a very specific expertise, who serves an audience very well. She's built a great personal brand. I think a lot of you will love what she does in her business. One of the other things that's awesome is, I guess, I hope you don't mind me saying this, Lisa, I would consider you one of our star students of Brand Builders Group and and just we've worked together for years, so you're both like a, a mentor and a colleague and a student at the same time and that's why it was like, hey, we got to have you on the show. You, you all got to meet the powerhouse that is Lisa Woodruff. I want you to know, so she's the founder and CEO of Organized 365. That is what her brand is all about and what her main business is. She has a podcast that's called The Same Thing that's been featured as Women's Day Podcast of the Month. She appears in online me- media A bunch she writes for Huffington Post regularly she's been on like more than 50 TV segments and basically I think you know her expertise is just sharing strategies for reducing the overwhelm and Mm kind of clearing the mental clutter that specifically women face although it, it doesn't only apply to women but just helping them to live a more productive and organized life um, she's the author of several Amazon best selling books. Their newest one, the paper solution, which I had an advanced copy of. And anyways, Lisa, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thanks, Rory. As a former teacher and a lifeline learner, calling me a A plus student. Like that is the thing that I remember. Thank you. <laughs> everything you just said, all I heard was like. <laughs> That's all I, mean, I heard.
0: <laughs> I mean, and so in all seriousness, you know, Brandon. Builders groups. We have our official curriculum is 12 topics, but you know, as of right now, we only, only formally eight of them are available to the public and mm-hmm. you went through, and I think you're the only person, there's maybe two others that have completed all eight, but you did it in what well, the whole thing was six like months. six months. You yeah. blasted through, which is <laughs> not something we normally recommend, but for you, it was okay because you have the team to help you mm-hmm. implement i mean number 1 you got a team yeah. and number 2 you're the most organized person i know and so you're able it's it's crazy how you are able to learn information and immediately incorporate it into your business your processes your structure and so anyways it's it's worth celebrating but you're you're definitely one of our star students
1: yeah well the the whole brand builder curriculum And as a teacher, I just look at curriculum. I love curriculum. I've built my business as a teacher first, because that's my formal training is as a teacher. And so I approach business differently. And I used to think that was a detriment. And now with the business coaches that I'm meeting with, who have grown these companies and sold them and everything, I realize that because I've created a company as almost like a teacher of the company, and then a teacher of the community, I am able to implement things really fast in my team because I look at my team as students and they all have different learning styles. And I look at whatever we're implementing as courses that need to be taught with a deadline and I'm able to break them down. And yeah, I think being a teacher actually is helping me win at business.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. And, and Yeah. So, you've got the teaching background. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that we say around here a lot is in order to be a great teacher, you got to be a great student first. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, I'm promoting what you've done with Brand Builders Group. But you, you know, one of the secrets I feel like to you growing your personal brand so fast and so strong is that you are a major investor into personal development yourself. Like you play the role of student can you just talk a little bit about your philosophy there cuz you're you are definitely the teacher of your community but again as as much as anyone I know you're always like the first person to sign up to be in coaching <laughs> programs yourself and stuff and I love that about you.
1: Yes. So when you take strengths finder my number one strength is learning. Like, I just, I'm a natural learner. I love to learn. I consume a ridiculous amount of content. Anybody who, I'm not good at telling you where I remember the content from, so that's bad. But (laughs) I consume a lot of content, diverse content, and I'm just filling my brain with a whole bunch of ideas all the time. And I listen to podcasts and I follow other entrepreneurs that are successful. And so many people say that the only thing you have control over is yourself I say that when you're getting your home organized or when you're getting your control of your life and moving from reactive to proactive mode you have to focus on yourself getting your mindset right and so when you're growing your business the only thing that you will have with you for the rest of your life is any investment that you make in yourself in your learning mm-hmm. in your mindset in your connections in your relationship the business you are in now may be a different business but you all the all of the resources you put into yourself will grow and then i would say in the last three years as organized 365 has started to g- gain some traction and now i know that it's going to be a company five years from now it's not going to go out of business like i'm more confident in the fact that we kind of know what we're doing and that we're going to stand the test of time now and instead of investing in me and getting over my imposter syndrome it has been more in investing in me and becoming a better leader And staying six months to a year ahead of my team because now my team is growing because I'm a good teacher. Like I provide them with coaches and resources and courses. And honestly, we did brand builders, not because I needed brand builders, but because everything that brand builders Teaches, I had learned in eight years on my own. And it was time where I needed to disseminate all of that information into my team. I needed to make sure that I had ticked off all of the boxes, dotted the I's, crossed the T's, so that we're ready for scale because we are perfectly positioned to be a company that is going to scale soon. I overhired. So, I hired people just so I could train them the way I want them to be trained so that we will scale with ease and with grace versus at a breakneck speed that is fun but stressful, especially for the women that I employ.
0: I love that. You know, and I, I have become, you know, more convicted on that. Like, Brand Builders has become, is, has become such a curriculum, you know, mm-hmm. and we've got resident experts who teach it that I think you know, a lot of personal brands come to us for like their education, their strategy. But I think in the future, more and more, people are gonna look at us more like you did which is get your assistant trained, get your team yep. trained, get your CMO trained to where it's like you don't have the time to unload all this information. Let us catch them up in, in a, and also like you said, dot the I's, cross the T's, make sure you've got all the cracks sealed. So, I love that. So, let's talk about your business a little bit. Can you walk us through a little bit of what your journey has been with Organize 365 from when you started as a personal brand? You know, and you don't have to tell us exact numbers, but any anything you can that that is empirical that you feel comfortable sharing. How many people did you start with? How many people do you have now? How many years did it take? How did your revenue, you know, roughly grow? How many clients did you service in the beginning? And and mm-hmm. how how many now? Because I just you know I, I I love I love this story
1: I do t- I love listening to it so I know your audience is just like me so I'm just gonna get down to what I wish I was hearing if I was an entrepreneur growing my own brand we're about to celebrate our ninth anniversary and in hindsight I now realize that I make leaps about every three years So the first three years, January 2012 to 2015, I was a blogger. I was doing in-home professional organization consultations as a service-based business. I represented a direct sales company that first year. And then I realized that products weren't really what I was going to sell. And I was just getting a lot of boots on the ground, meeting with other people in their homes, men, women, children, old, young, different socioeconomics, and realizing what are the true holes in organization. What is? Why is it with organization books, people are still not getting organized? And that's when I learned some of the basic things I teach today, like organization is a learnable skill. I'm a teacher. I could figure out how to teach you this online. You have different organization in different phases of life. It's roughly every 20 years. So you're a child, then 20s and 30s, you accumulate, 40s and 50s, you're in survival, and then 60 plus. If you stay in your house the same during all of those phases, you're going to need to reorganize it and the organization looks different. So all of that like mindset work and I was blogging and I was figuring out that this was the thing I was going to do forever.
0: So you were, and that's almost like, it's kind of like field, like you're in the Mm -hmm, field, just in the nitty gritty, like talking to clients in their homes Mm -hmm. and they're going, this is why I can't do this. And this is what I struggle with. And that's a part of where your content really went from hypothesis to yep. curriculum, cause you're like, oh, everybody struggles with this.
1: And what is my unique spin on it? So my unique spin on it is I'm a teacher. I can teach you how to do this. This is a learnable skill. Up until that point, professional organizers always said, I have the answers. I can fix your problem for you. Mm. Let me come in and do it for you. You are not capable. <laughs> you aren't born organized, sorry. And that's the message that we had as women. So then it was, how do you get that message out? The next three years, I hired a couple of contractors. I hired my first executive assistant. I started producing the Amazon best-selling books. I came out with two Amazon best-selling books. I moved into podcasting from doing the blog and slowly started to move that over. I was taking these concepts I was learning in person. We still had in-person organization. That's where all of the money came from. For the first six years, I had grown a team. They were doing the organizing for me. And I was really formalizing that thought leadership into books and building my experience. So the first six years really, I mean, I was making a hundred thousand dollars or less a year. I was mm-hmm. paying people on credit cards. I was just building up my body of work and figuring out what is it that
0: is unique to me. And you were, most of the revenue was service-based business.
1: 85%.
0: And when you say 100,000 a year, that you're saying that's your income, gross. not your revenue. Oh, gross. That was
1: gross. Oh yeah, okay. Rory, so <laughs> you are not it- making any money.
0: Okay. It's it's taking a minute. Yeah. You laugh now. Somebody's out there listening. It ain't funny. At least they're saying it ain't funny, right? Yeah. Six
1: years. I know. And I would listen to all these podcasts. They'd be like, it takes seven years. It takes four years. Like I'll do it faster. I'll work. And I was working 100 hour weeks. Like I was clocking my time, 80 to 100 hour weeks. You cannot outpace Time. Mm-hmm. There is a a time factor to growing your expertise and learning and developing. I mean, you just can't shortcut it.
0: Yep. 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 But Zig Ziglar used to say, so, no, ele- no elevator to success. You've got yep. to take the stairs, baby." Okay, so that's year three through six. Is that about yep. when we met the first time? Because yep. the very fir- the very mm-hmm. first time we met, we were working on your infusion. Infusion Soft. Yep. That was when, and I only had time. Pat.
1: Yep. And we were doing that. So that was going into 2017 and 2017 was like a landmark year for me in betting on myself and just saying, you know what? this is good but it's there's more here it's going to be great more people need this message women need to hear about grace they need to understand this is a learnable skill like this is a problem that no one else is gonna solve so I'm gonna go all in and I'm gonna solve it so that was the year that I paid ten thousand dollars to go to New York for one weekend and learn about how to get a professional book launch I hired seven people in seven weeks at the end of 2017 Now all of them except for one were contractors and they're like three to five hours a week. So it wasn't like I was hiring full-time people, but I did this. I wrote my mission, vision, and values. I moved from an LLC to a C-Corp. I got a patent pending on my Sunday basket. I got a manufacturer to make the Sunday basket. At that point, we had no physical products. I'd just been talking about these on the podcast, but there was nothing people could buy to actually get their to-do list eliminated, organize all of their tasks and ditch their filing cabinet. Not and even And I a knew... I had one course, the 100-day program. was an okay. active course. It was only sold in the launch model.
0: Uh-huh. Okay, so then and you did I start said, with an yeah. information product was the mm-hmm. first sort of scalable offering that you had.
1: Yes, I did have that. And we had just added in 2017 the basic first planner that went mm-hmm. along with that. So once I hired all those people, that was to get everything out of my head and the physical products created and develop what you see today with a warehouse and fulfillment and all of that
0: from years zero to three, it's basically just you. From years mm-hmm. three to six, it's like you, one full-timer and a bunch of contractors. Mm-hmm. And then years six through nine, it was like, okay, we we kind of took some contractors, made them full-time, brought on a bunch more part-time contractors. Mm-hmm. And then where are you at now with like your staff size and, and, you know, like how many customers you serve and like give us a sense of the scale now, nine years in.
1: Yep, so in year six, seven, when I hired all of these people, our, we ended that year at $441,000 in revenue. And we ended our last fiscal year so the end of that three years at 1.3 million in revenue and I knew at that point that I had taken the company as far as I could without a physical product and without a team to help me and I could stay at the level I was at but in order to make the impact that I wanted to make I had to take all of my profit and put it in people and products in order to then make the ultimate impact that I wanted to make
0: yeah so that 1.3 million in revenue was was that last year
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah. Our year end is June 30th.
0: So. Okay. But that was like your ninth year.
1: Yep. Eighth yeah. year and third year. And the it was three years after I hired all those people. So it's, uh-huh. yeah, the numbers are weird because I changed how I end my year.
0: <laughs> when did, when, so when did we incorporate Infusionsoft into the mix? That was like 2015 maybe
1: yeah, it was right before I hired all of those people. So it was it was that 2017 year, I believe it was in January that Pat and I got into that coaching with you to do that for the entire year. By the time we were done, that's when I was hiring all of the people.
0: Got it. Yes. Okay. So there you go. So that was... Basically three years from that kind of point that you turned on the what we would call phase four eight-figure entrepreneur Yes, like you turned on the like, okay now i'm a i'm turning my personal brand to a business Yeah vision values team systems go and now here you are making Yeah, so
1: we have seven full-time employees one part-time employee and then four part-time contractors that are still part of our team that all come to all of our all-team meetings. And then a whole bunch of other contractors, you know, just like you would stuff. in a regular, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> I just love this. And and you probably made more in income in the last two years than the first eight years combined. Is it something like that? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's this is part of why I wanted people to, thank you for sharing this because it's like mm-hmm. when we tell people, I know you know this, I'm kind of talking to the listener right now is yeah. we're always saying we're playing the long game. We're playing the long game. We're yeah. playing the long game. If you follow the fundamentals, do the systems, build, you know, build the processes, do this. And it's like, uh, it's like this slog fest for the first four or five years, particularly for the first two or three. But then it all of a sudden, it's like it started to catch. You went all in, you developed as a leader and I don't know. I'm just so freaking proud of you. I mean, that's weird to say.
1: The other thing I would say about that, well, thank you, Rory. The other thing I would say about that is when I became a C-Corp in that summer, I put myself on payroll and I became an employee of the company. And until that point, I had just been pulling money willy-nilly. So when I became an employee of the company at year, whatever, five and a half, six, I then had a paycheck and I made my paycheck be the opposite week of my husband. So now we have money coming in our family every single week that is predictable. After I had been doing this about 18 months, I realized that everybody in the company was kind of making the same amount, and so then I wasn't giving raises, and I finally realized, Give yourself a raise. So I raised my own salary. And then I didn't feel like I had to hold everybody else's salaries down. I was able to give Mm -hmm. raises there as well. And now that we're going into year nine, I hired a fractional CFO last year and we made profit last year. And he's like, this is where you take a distribution. I was like, no, 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 put it back in the company, put it back in inventory, which is what we did because we were in the middle of the pandemic. And he says, you have to realize, Lisa, you're also an owner, like you get paid as an owner. And so I've been wrestling for the last six months about, well, how much should I get paid as an owner? How much should you take out as an owner? And I'm finally to the point where that will be a conversation we have next summer is like, okay, now what is your owner pay? In addition to your employee, I'm just so thrilled to have a paycheck now and know what my income is going to be. It's hard to think about the fact that I've also built an asset in addition to a job for myself.
0: Yeah. In the eight-figure entrepreneur event, which you were you were in, I think we did it in mm-hmm. June, AJ and I had to figure that out too. And we actually have three different sources of pay. We pay ourselves, a, you know, like a salary as a manager. We have profits that we you know, draw from the company. And then we actually pay ourselves for doing service-based work on the exact same Mm -hmm. pay plan that we would pay anyone on our team on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you really are wearing these different hats. And you got to almost think about like, I am playing different roles paid in different ways. The owner hat is the one that you don't get paid on Mm -hmm. forever. And then one day you do. Yeah. So, I want to talk about your business model now a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like you are more rare one thing i love about you is you're this seven figure business is it is it fair to say that products like physical products is now the core or or more of a is it the primary business model or secondary still
1: so i will share with you as entrepreneurs when i came up with this idea and i think it is the thing that saved us in the pandemic and i think it's the thing that's going to save us going forward we are not a product company and we are not a course company it is a blend And it is hard for a consumer to figure out what am I paying for the course? What am I paying for the product? Because there's so much integration and everything I sell has a lifetime value to it. So I'm not selling an MMR monthly recurring revenue. I have a couple of little offerings like that for people who want to go deeper, but the Basic customer journey is you buy a Sunday basket, which you see behind me, which is a box and a set of slash pockets. So there is a physical cost to that. But in addition to that, you get into a Facebook group where we do co-working spaces every single Sunday, you have on demand training, you have extra printables that come out, I'll come out with extra things that are bonuses for people who have a Sunday basket, like a tax time, I'll do a tax training and give you some tax printables, there's no cost, we just add that in there. So you're kind of like in that level. And then once you do the Sunday basket and you have eliminated your your to-do list and have five extra hours every week, you usually go into the 100-day home organization program. Again, lifetime membership. We have uh, on-demand videos for all 100 days. There's a planner you get when you purchase, and then you could purchase additional ones. You can upgrade and do your planner with me every quarter. How much is the Sunday
0: Sunday basket? Sunday
1: basket's $97.
0: So that's the, that's like the entry point. It's just yep. a 97 come into the community yep. and it's like a lifetime access though to this community, yep. which includes uh, like, you know, effectively a course that walks them through what to do. Every and
1: co-working week. every week of the year. Like, and like, then, yeah. And what's
0: the hundred, the hundred day program is the next step up.
1: Yep. That's $500 or you can do six payments of $96. If you want to stay in that $100 a month investment in your home organization that has a whole bunch of extra things we're working on an app we have extra blog posts like all kinds of freebies are given into that group as well and then after that you go to all access which is where you ditch your filing cabinet you get the four binders that replace your filing cabinet planning day and then you can add on the kids course or the photo course and once you get all that done then you usually jump into our workbox and our work from home offerings
0: uh-huh and all access so 97 500 and then all access is what another 500 another 500 but those are one time those are one time yep. deals. So so when you're doing seven figures part of what's amazing about this to me is it's not recurring like everything nope. brand builders do we're a slow snowball that builds and builds and builds and you're mm-hmm. you're new these are new people coming in. Yep. That's a ama- it's extremely difficult to do. How are you doing it? Like what are you what is your primary mechanism for attracting and and hopefully y'all are picking this up right it's just home organization expert, extremely clear vertical clutter and disorganization, a clear problem, a clear need, a true expert serving one audience with an entry point that you then rise up. So you're like, you're a perfect example of that, like breaking through the wall, picking the riches in the Mm -hmm. niches. So how do you keep getting new customers all the time? Like what's the acquisition model?
1: So something I had to realize, which we had a VIP day in addition to going through brand builders, I also did a VIP day with you. Um, (laughs) And we kind of talked about how I have sold a thousand people into this workbox system and we've never really advertised it. Like I don't talk about it very much. And all of those people have come from the Sunday basket. So when you really look at what is your customer journey? 99% of people in organized 365 start with this $97 Sunday basket, or they try to make one on their own. Like they get the idea of I need to plan my week on Sunday. There's a certain way to do this. It's not, it's unavoidable. I need to get the time so I can get more time back during my week. If they do the Sunday basket, which we advertise on the podcast, and now we have Facebook ads and I do webinars that we advertise through Facebook. If they do the Sunday basket, 60% of them will do the 100 day program. I think it's 40% will do the 100-day program and 60% of those will go all access. Mm. And 15% of those will go into our certification program and 30% of those will upgrade in our certification whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa. program. Okay, hold on a second, this, this <laughs> is,
1: this is one thing I know that, my numbers.
0: <laughs> I know, and your, the, the digital dashboards and the Facebook ads and stuff, I mean, this yeah. is what you would what you would expect from an organization expert, but it's it's like, it's why I mm-hmm. love teaching you. It's like, you get the stuff we teach implemented, faster probably than our team does like you guys are so fast. Okay, so 60% of them will upgrade, you said to the yeah. 100 day and then you said 60% yeah. of those will upgrade. Yeah, it's
1: like it's like 45 one of them is 4160. I'm not good with details. But basically, if I can get people into the Sunday basket, it the system works because I'm a teacher. Like It works if you are a detail-oriented person or a big picture person. It works if you have ADHD, if you don't. like, Because I'm a teacher, I've built in all the learning modalities. The Sunday basket works. If we can get people to get it and then get into our community, they have success. And what happens is, it's nothing to do with the Sunday basket. It's the internal realization that I'll be darned. Organization is a learnable skill. She taught it to me. I learned it. Well, if I can learn that, can I actually get my... It's a confidence builder. It's a quick win within six weeks to realize, oh my gosh, I have more time than I used to have. My brain is not talking back to me anymore. I don't have an unending to-do list. If that worked, I can have my home organized. Women for years have thought they can never have their home organized. And the sunny basket has to come first because it proves to them that they can. And then when they start believing in themselves and they get in that group, we just shower them with love. We have the most positive Facebook group ever. There's no negativity in it whatsoever. Everyone is supporting everyone. And then once you have that success, then you get addicted to organizing. And then you're like... Fine, I'll do the, everybody says they don't have paper. So as they do the 100-day program, they're like, oh my gosh, there's so much paper in this house. And then they just go right through the customer journey. But it's all about believing that you can do it. And the reason I am not monthly recurring revenue is because my target market is women. And women invest in themselves last and they need to feel successful. So when they have the Sunday basket successful, I mean, if their child falls down and needs stitches at the ER, Rory, they stopped doing might have, their Sunday yeah. basket. <laughs> it might've
0: happened to us three times in the last Maybe. six weeks, but we're good so parents. Any um. of those unexpected
1: <laughs> events derail them. And if it is a monthly recurring revenue, then it's guilt every time that money comes out. If it is a limited time, you only have 90 days to implement it. There's this pressure on women that they already have so much pressure. I don't want any pressure. I don't want any guilt. I just yeah. want to love on you and give you the solution.
0: Well, and I think... You know, you've always been so encouraging of my procrastinating on purpose book. Um, yes. And one of the things I think, one of the things we tried to do with that book, which it, it occur, it's occurred to me why, one of the reasons why I think it is so aligned with you is we tried to, in that book, talk about the emotional side of time management. Mm-hmm. not just the logical stuff and i feel like you do the same thing with home organizing it's tactical but it's also the emotional components it's the guilt and the stress and the anxiety and the worry and the, your own story of changing your life when you were 40 years old and like just all of the mental health aspects that having an organized mm-hmm. that come along with having an organized home which i really love so so i hear you on the customer journey basically give them something small that they can have a yeah. win, get a result, build trust, community, and then accelerate them up. Especially like, you know, I know with your Infusionsoft, you, you've got it all tracked in a, in a process to move them from one to the next, to the next, to the next. You mentioned the Facebook ads. We teach people not to do it until they get to phase three. Like most people do it way early, but you're a great example of like you said you just started introducing that. And mm-hmm. is that, so So are, have you kind of acquiesced to the idea of going, okay now that I know what my lifetime value is, I can justify spending ads, driving people directly to Sunday basket. Is that is that how you do it? You try to, you, you move them deliberately into the front of the journey?
1: Yes, so we started Facebook ads two weeks before our customer lockdown. You know, we all went into lockdown for the pandemic and we've been ramping up the spend, as you told us to do. So we advertise to our current customers, new products that are coming out. We advertise to people to start in the Sunday basket. We advertise podcast episodes. And here's something unique to us, and I've done Facebook ads in the past with little money, now I'm doing it with bigger money. Our ads always convert, because women are always looking for organization solutions and there aren't a lot of people in that industry and our ads are always not very expensive because they're not competitive. I'm not in the entrepreneurial space. I'm not in the political space. So I'm able to get a good return on our investment. And we usually have three to four times return on our investment every single week, and sometimes up to seven times return on our investment, which I know is unusual.
0: Uh Uh-huh, so then, on that first customer one, do you, do you drive people to a free training? Like, let's just take Sunday Basket, not not your existing customers. But is it just basically an ad to a free training? Or do you do a challenge? Or do you do a video funnel? Like, what is that ad driving people to? Or do you just take them directly to the sales page to buy the basket?
1: <laughs> We've been taking them directly to the sales page to buy the basket. And, you know, over the course of the year, we... Because it's 97 website.
0: Bucks. It's also not yeah. like it's a... Th- $2, we redid our
1: website, so all of June, I think we drove like thirty thousand people to the website, and they all bounced off because the website was broken. So that's awesome. We're trying; uh, the, it's love it's, it's lovely, happens. it's great. But we still made money on our ads. I don't know what to tell you. So now we're retargeting those people for webinars, and I'm I'm doing another webinar. We're trying that for a while. So we're we're taking ninety days and driving people to a webinar that only Facebook ads is getting that webinar, and then seeing what the conversion is. Um, so we're testing.
0: Well, I did a training last week on this specific thing. I need to, I'm going to send it to you. So, because Thank you. You've done these things, not just the right things, but in the right order at the right mm-hmm. time. It's moving along. So I have one more question for you. Before that, where should people go, Lisa, to learn about you, you know, if they want to connect? And I mean, also, there's a huge part of being a personal brand, which is just keeping your crap organized. And so <laughs> like the actual skill that you're teaching here, I think, really helps accelerate the success of any, any entrepreneur and you know, not, not mm-hmm. just, I you know, you're saying women and like the home and, and that, but it's any business owner trying to like keep parts of their life organized. So where should they go to find you?
1: I often say that men are not holding women back your houses. And that's why I speak to women because the emotional components that you're talking about do not impact men the way they do women. And mm-hmm. so many women have something they're uniquely created to do, but they're waiting until the laundry and the dishes are done. And so that is the person that I'm trying to reach. Like I want to free you from your home so you can go bless the world with what you're uniquely created to do. The best way I do that is through my podcast. So if you've liked this interview, go check out the podcast, which is Organized 365. We have over 9 million downloads on that podcast, so it's pretty popular. I love it. I, lo- I have a Amazing. lot of episodes every week. I love talking on the podcast. And then if you just want to know more about the products, go to Organize365.com. You can click on the shop. You can learn about the work boxes, learn about the Sunday basket.
0: Huh? We got it. We got <laughs> the Sunday basket. We have the 100-day program. Just really, really great stuff. So since you know exactly what it is like to be a Brand Builders Group client and three years ago, I mean, you had already been at it five or six years by the time we had met and then reconnecting with Brand Builders Group here recently. What would you say to that person who's like in year two and they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm not making any money. It doesn't seem like anyone's listening. It's I'm frustrated. Like I can't get crap done. I can't afford vendors. I don't know how to do it myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have time. Like what would be your, your advice to that person?
1: I love that Bill Gates quote when he says, we underestimate what we can do in 10 years and we overestimate what we can do in one year. And I think that's true too. Like you just have to realize that you are in a marathon and it is a self-development and... Blessing of the world like whatever you're uniquely gifted and created to give the world like is amazing But it's not going to happen tomorrow But you need to take the next step take the next step take the next step and if you're in brand builders or looking to join Brand builders look at it as like your college education So there are four different phases and look at each phase as a year of college education now If you're like I was when you came in and you're in year eight, then yeah, you can get the whole thing done in a year It's extremely rare. I was over ready If you're in year two, then I would look at that for those four phases. It's like if I get these four phases done in the next four years, I will be six years in. That's where you naturally are going to be this business that is growing. I find it so interesting. So many podcasts that I followed for years and years and years, female podcasts, so many of them in the last two years have become seven figure businesses and moving quickly to eight figure businesses. And it's just time. It's not that they found something out that you don't know or they have a secret or it's a super special funnel or whatever. It's just time. It takes 10 years to grow to a million dollar business. Like it just takes time.
0: Love it. Lisa Woodruff, ladies and gentlemen, we'll link up to Organize 365. Man, keep going, Lisa. I'm so proud. It's been such an honor to work with you and we just continue to wish you the best in your journey and thanks for all your encouragement. Thanks, Rory.